Hey everyone, I'm Alex. And I'm Courtney. And this is Nerds at Odds. Nerds at Odds is your weekly podcast about all things in nerd culture and beyond. And if you want to get the show four days early, ad-free, and with the ability to submit your questions, comments, and concerns, head on over to patreon.com slash nerdsatodds. And we want to remind everyone to rate and review the show wherever you listen to podcasts. And please check us out on YouTube, Twitch, Instagram, Twitter, all at Nerds at Odds. I post daily on the Instagram. I usually post updates about the show on Twitter, but Courtney has gotten all me to post more fun pictures. I'll be posting some of those. Hopefully do more of that. And now let's get on to what we've been up to. Courtney, what have you been doing recently? So I've been watching Murder, She Wrote. Which, if you don't know, is a older show about this old lady who is a mystery murder author. Mm-hmm. And she also goes around and solves real life murders. Okay, and it's on Peacock. It's on Peacock right now. I don't know when it was originally filmed. And basically, she's like the most, like the biggest character in it. Like, she doesn't have any sidekicks mm. usually when she goes to her her home her hometown of cabot cove okay which i think is in michigan no clue then there's like there'll be some reoccurring characters but uh it's it's pretty fun i enjoy it yeah if i had a guess i'd say it was probably made in the 90s or 80s somewhere around there I, it's real old yeah. i don't i don't know i, I think I mean, it's it, in color i think it might be 80s yeah but they were having this episode recently that I, well, I watched, that was, like, about remote cars, like, making a, a, a real-life car, like... That's an all-C car? Basically. Okay. And, like, that was being used to kill people. And, <laughs> Sounds like a Stephen King and they were novel. Like, they're, yeah, it, they were like, oh, this is crazy, these, like, remote control cars going around killing people and i'm like "Mm." (laughs) and then there's like this one episode where like these two guys are trying to like mug the old lady okay and they're like uh she's like i'm gonna call the police and they're like what are you gonna do you got a phone in your purse and she's like yes i do and then she just hits him with her purse and runs (laughs) away because clearly they don't have phones in their purses back in those times and you've been knitting as well while you're watching this show yeah i'll sit i'll sit there knit. i wish i could knit while we record the podcast. Uh, I think that would be too distracting. But there's like, well, it's not distracting for me, but it, there's the clickety-clack of my knitting needles. Mm-hmm. I'm like an old lady at yeah. heart, but yeah, I like knitting. Yeah, and you having fun watching Motor Shoe Up? Yeah. How many seasons does that have, do you know? At least 12. At and least then, 12. And then they come back and do some like movies later. That's crazy. Like, I didn't, uh, I didn't assume the show would have hundreds of episodes oh yeah there's, there's a ton i told you you need to watch an episode with me okay i mean i don't know if this is even a true fact i just assume shows that were older didn't have as many episodes like i don't know how many episodes no i think older shows usually have tons of episodes okay okay like like uh diagnosis murder that's got um oh what's his name I can't remember his no. name. Well, after this podcast ends, I'll probably Google, like, see how many episodes, like, a show I Love Lucy has. Or oh, I like love, oh, I Love Lucy has tons of shows. Oh, okay. That's interesting. I just, tons of episodes. I never figured they would they would do it like they do today. So, that's what you've been up to. We've been doing a lot of stuff together with our friends. Let's talk about what I've been up to recently, just on my own. I've been doing two things as well. I've been playing some Man Eater which was a free game for PlayStation Plus members this month. It's about a shark in Louisiana, I believe. There's a lot of talk about bayous, I believe. Yeah, it, it came out a while ago. I remember watching... I think it came out last it. year. Well, yeah. I mean, it's fairly recent. And this is the PS5 version of it, so you get all those. It's been a long year. Yeah, yeah, it's been a long year. It's been a long 2021 as well, so far. But I really like Maneater. There was something about it. It's kind of campy the way they they do the story, where it's like uh, a nature documentary. Yeah, it's like one of those whale wars type shows, or way, or maybe Wicked Tuna. Wicked. Yeah, tuna. it's kind of that with the narrator narrates over everything that's happening, but it's so fun. And you play as the shark, and you like eat fish, and you do quests where you like 
you battle big fish in the waters and you attack humans and you kill these shark hunters and you level up it's an rpg as well and it's just it's very fun it's not like this big budget triple a type game but it's a lot of fun so if you have playstation plus you should really check it out i'm really enjoying it can i just say when that guy gets his like hand bit off yeah he would be dead very soon you think so yes it severed his artery maybe he cauterized it right there you don't know i didn't look like it yeah but also i think i think that guy's a decent villain it's an interesting story like like i i feel as this shark while you're leveling up from a baby to to an adult to get revenge on this guy i'm like i kind of i kind of hate this guy i want to get revenge like like he's the bad guy and he's obviously just killing all the sharks and he's like he 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 like mutilated the baby yeah and then went to throw it back in the ocean so Uh he could catch it later yeah but clearly he's trying to find the shark that maybe killed his dad i think so maybe yeah so i mean you know he's 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 also like like you're a revenge character and he's a revenge character it's interesting yeah well like he's hunting that shark yeah i thought the i think the rpg elements of the game are more in depth than i thought they were going to be so i enjoyed that as well you can equip different like skins i guess that give you different stats and you can equip different organs is what they're called in the game that give you different abilities like right now the starting one lets you scan the area you're in and see the stats of the fish or whatever i really enjoy it i think it's a fun little rpg and i've also been reading star wars light of the jedi it's the first book in their high republic thing they just started there's some other books coming out there's a comic book coming out and i don't think they're doing anything outside of this book comic book region right now i don't think they've announced a tv show for it uh it takes place hundreds of years before the first movie and i really enjoy it. i've read almost half of it i got it yesterday it's about 400 pages long and i think maybe the mandalorian because it's a tv show and you can kind of relax and watch it and because you see characters you care about on screen maybe that has more of a it seems like that show's better. But this Light of the Jedi book is, I think, some of the best Star Wars content they've put out in a long time. I've tried to read some of the other books. I didn't really like them. But this one's like a really good book, I think, if you took out the characters and, you know, all the Jedi stuff about it that make it Star Wars. I still think this would be a cool sci-fi novel. So I really enjoy it. I think you guys should go check it out if you're interested in that type of stuff. And we've also been playing Minecraft with our friends. Yep. How's that been going? You been enjoying that? Yeah, it's been a lot of fun. You know, I'm not really as much into like the fighting yeah. aspect. I just want to kind of like go around in the world. And our friends are like, we gotta get to the end now. Yeah. I'm, I'm just like, building railroads. Okay. Yeah, he's building railroads in the in the nether and he's gonna maybe build one to the end yeah i'm gonna build it yeah i might build it from our town to the end because it's like thousands of blocks in both directions from us and i want to just take this moment to shout out that we are doing some minecraft content on the youtube channel we just filmed a skyblock video so be sure to check that out it will be out by the time you listen to this yeah we'll see what you guys think about it yeah (laughs) but i'd like to do more of that content and we've also been watching more psych yep we are 10 episodes or so in maybe eight there I, we i've seen some of the ones we've watched some of them i haven't seen like the comic book comic con yeah one. i didn't see that one but i've seen more of the show than you what do you what are you thinking so far i really enjoy it i would like to keep watching it it's also on peacock and just like murder she wrote all the episodes of psych can be watched on peacock for free with ads mm-hmm. and i think the ads on peacock are nowhere near as egregious as they could be or as they would be if you watch it on cable. And, these... and they're definitely not like YouTube ads either, where you, you're you watching on YouTube, and then you'll get like two ads in a row. And, but you like if you skip one, then you can skip both of them, but sometimes you can't skip the first one. Yeah, you get definitely more ads on YouTube than you're getting on Peacock. I would say normally a, a 43, 45 minute show like Psych, would get 17 to 15 minutes of ads to make it an hour-long show on cable. Yeah, and you and this one you get, like, maybe four minutes of ads. Yeah, you get 
like the first five, ten minutes of the show and then like maybe a minute of ads. And then it probably goes like that. Every ten minutes or so you get a minute, minute and a half of ads. Well, even so, like sometimes they'll be like, here, you can have an episode since you're binge watching with no ads, you know? Yeah, yeah. It'll start like, thanks to Verizon, you're getting this show with no ads. And then after that five seconds, you get no more ads. So I'm not sure how Peacock's making, how much they're making off of these free shows with ads, but I think it's pretty cool. They also have a four ninety nine a month where you get all their content because some seasons of shows like The Office, I think season three through the end of the show, you have to have premium access. Yeah. So you pay four ninety nine, get that, and you still get ads, kind of like a Hulu situation. And then nine ninety nine will get you everything with no ads, which I think is cheaper than Hulu does it. I gotta say though, sometimes I like having the ads. Like the the ad will come up, and I'm like, "Cool, I can go to the bathroom real quick." Yeah, I can check my phone or do and, something. So, and I know exactly how long it's gonna last because it has a little timer telling you how long it's gonna last. Yeah, so I, I think Peacock's a cool service. I haven't tried out. We haven't tried out CBS All Access or whatever, but and we haven't looked at any of the like the Office stuff. Oh yeah, I hear the episodes have some additional content now. And that it might be like a little jarring if you know the episodes fairly well. Yeah. If you're interested in that, you can check that out. But I really like Psych. I would recommend people go watch it, especially since you can watch it for free. Yeah. So we did the Hunt a Killer, Death at the Dive Bar, sort of mystery crime, trying to figure out who done it thing. Yeah. We've done a lot of these from a bunch of different people. We've done... Three different brands, and we've done five murders. So we did a Hunter Killer. We did another one that I can't see the name of it right now from over here. And we did three unsolved murders. So we've done five different, like, cold case, solved cold cases from three different brands. And I think Hunter Killer might be the best so far. You get, like, a lot of cool stuff with it. We got a bottle opener. We got a bottle opener and, like, a... A, like a a canvas bag that has a lock code on it. Yeah, so it's like to keep your stuff safe. Yeah, I mean someone could cut through it if Probably. they really wanted. Yeah. But like I I think it's like at the like at like Walmart. Like someone could open these boxes and like cut the zip ties on the back and steal it. But I think the extra effort deters a lot of people. Yeah. So it is a cool bag and it's a cool bottle opener. I also feel like the puzzles involved in it. And the codes you have to break and all that. Yeah, we well, did have to break a code, which is something we didn't really have to do for the other ones. Yeah, this was a lot more involved, I feel. Um, unsolved case files is the most hand-holdy one, I feel. Yeah, it's like, get through this one, get through, like, get through this objective, get through this objective, get through this objective, and then you find out who the killer is. Yeah, it, it gives you, it leads you there more, I think. And then this other one is called Murder Mystery case files and it was pretty fun i think it's murder mystery party Marty, murder mystery party case files yeah. right okay and it was pretty fun it's not as hand-holdy but it didn't have as many puzzles as hunter killer has it was interesting it was the like the one that we bought it was the first one where it was like who actually did the crime and the victim was one of the suspects yeah yeah it was it's the fire at albustine or something like that yeah yeah, that was really good, but I think the puzzles in Hunter Killer and the physical goods you get with it that are kind of like keepsakes are all the is the best so far. Yeah, the the best part is like the the bottle opener is that we just kind of like co- went like cool and like put it aside mm-hmm. and we were like, "What is the answer to this puzzle?" And then you looked at I looked at the bottle opener and I was like, "We're dumb. Yeah, it's we're on the dumb box. people." Yeah, so I really enjoy Hunter Killer. We really want to get a box. Uh, we might wait until we move because we're going to move before the boxes, like the subscription will run out for the entire season. Yeah, so it's like a six-month subscription. You get a whole crime in that time period. And it just, it looks so fun. Yeah, and but we'll probably get it after we move so we can not have to change our address. Yeah. And lastly, we played Risk again and I won. I don't know what else to say. I just want to shout out that I got a good victory. I I just knew I was going to lose. And and I was just like, just end it. But I put up a good fight there at the end. Yeah, I think I think uh, Courtney got a little annoyed by my strategy, which was don't overextend myself. So I had some decent armies on her borders. But I really, I, I honestly did not think I had enough to wipe her off the map yet. So I was slowly moving forward and i think that annoyed 
her a bit. I have a problem where I'm a, a fairly aggressive, I guess, risk player. Yeah. And I just want to keep attacking you. And apparently that's not the way to win. But I can't stop myself. Yeah, you usually, you do gain ground, but then you end up with like two or three people guarding a spot. And then like one person behind them. So once I break through that army, I'm able to like roll you. So I like playing slow and steady like a wave, like a slow wave. <laughs> but just want to throw it out there. I want at risk. Nerds at Odds is made possible by our supporters over on Patreon.com slash Nerds at Odds. If you want to become a member of our community and gain access to the show four days early, gain the ability to submit your questions, comments, and concerns, and so much more, consider supporting us over there. Thank you. Alright, and now we should get into our topic, which is our favorite Pokemon from each generation, and then our favorite legendary yes, Pokemon. Yes, so we're going to go favorite starter, favorite non-starter for each gen, and then at the end we'll talk about our favorite overall legendary. Yes. So, so, do you want to go first with your favorite starter? Sure. Okay. I pick Squirtle. From Gen 1. From Gen 1. He's such a little cutie. Charmander used to be one of my favorites. Do you think you didn't pick Charmander because a lot of people pick Charmander? No, so what happened is that I watched the Super Carlin Brothers. They have a Super Carlin gaming channel. Mm. And they did a Nuzlocke. And Jay picked Squirtle as his because he didn't really like Squirtle that much. Yeah. Uh, it was his, like, least favorite. And I just kind of grew to like Squirtle more yeah. than that. And now, like, he's just so much cuter, in my opinion, than Charmander. Okay. Uh, sure, you've got Charizard's End, which is, like, fire and flying. Mm -hmm. It's not dragon, which is dumb. But fire flying, and that has some more capabilities and... Venusaur has grass, poison, and, like, Blastoise is only water. Is he? I think he's only water. That might be right, but he learns dark moves along the way, He can he? he can learn, like, Skull Bash and stuff like that. But, I, you know, I just think he's super cute, and I love the design of Blastoise. Yeah. So I, I, I choose Squirtle. I chose Bulbasaur as my favorite Gen 1 starter. I think Bulbasaur is the cutest out of the three for me. And I think I tend to gravitate towards the grass starters, at least in all the Pokemon games I've played. Though I feel like my favorite starters might be uh, all over the place when I in this list. But I haven't played a lot of these Pokemon games. They're definitely all over the list. Yeah, I haven't played a lot of these Pokemon games fully. I'm just going off of which ones look the coolest, and in the games I have played, which ones I remember liking. Okay, my favorite non-starter... From Gen 1. From Gen 1 is Eevee. I think it's obvious. I love Eevee. Yeah. Eevee's one of my favorite Pokemon. I love all the Eevee evolutions. Some of them look dumb, but, you know... I don't think they any of them look dumb. I think some of them might look not as cool as the other ones. Okay, fine. But, you know, I, I mostly chose Eevee, so I would be okay not choosing any of the Eevee evolutions as mm. my favorite non-starters from different yeah i feel that because because i just didn't want to only choose eevee evolution do you ever think they're gonna introduce another eevee evolution i thought sword and shield was the perfect time to do a dragon one but I, they didn't it would have been perfect there are so many cool concept arts of like every eevee type yeah like it's not already there like bug ghost, like bug, yeah. dragon ghost there's some really cool ones and an evolved normal type ev as well yeah i think i think the two ones they seem the most obvious to do are normal and dragon yeah because because all the evs are like special types that like you you could tell which one's an ev because it's like oh well it's a special type and the mm -hmm. only one that's not that is dragon doesn't have an ev so, they should just do dragon. <laughs> it was perfect to do, like, you know, medieval, yeah, sort of, sort of like, go, like, castles and stuff, and then you put a dragon in there, but no. No, it makes sense. They didn't do it. My favorite non-starter is Beedrill, and I don't know why. Such a boy answer. I've always liked Beedrill, and I like Weedle, and I like Kakuna as well. And I don't know, Beedrill's so cool. He has the drill hands. I've liked him since I was a little kid from seeing him in the TV show. Is it an anime? 
Is the Pokemon TV show an anime? Yes. Yes? Okay. The anime, and I don't know, I've always liked Beedrill. I don't know what else to tell you. He looks cool. We had a, a fight about animes recently because Alex thought that Avatar The Last Airbender was an anime, and I had to be like, no, yeah. it's not made in Japan. I don't know if I think it's an anime. I just think when we do our episode about live-action anime movies, we have to include The Last Airbender movie because there's nowhere else to put it, right? Maybe. So now on into Gen 2, who's your favorite Gen 2 starter? Cyndaquil. Uh, I think Cyndaquil's mine as well, so I'm just going to piggyback on here with you. I always love... Like, I think I ch- when I first played the game, I might have chose Chikorita. Mm. Because it- Chikorita's so cute. It's- Totodile's not. Totodile's not very mm. cute at all. And I don't like what he evolves into. Well, like, Croc-Naw, Yeah. I think is what he eventually evolves into. But, like, Chikorita's so cute. And I frequently do the the chica, <laughs> like when they were having the uh, the chikorita uh, event in Pokemon uh, Go. Yeah, where you could get the the shiny, the shiny chikoritas, yeah. and I was just like, chica. but I really like Cyndaquil's design. I love Quillava. I love Typhlosion. I love the whole line. Yeah. Cyndaquil so. is my favorite Pokemon. But I don't like what he evolves into. I don't. I like the he's like on all fours and chubby. I like that. I don't like the slim standing up ones. So I don't really like his evolution line. Though come to think of it, I don't think I like any of the evolution lines in Gen Two starters. Cause Totodile is just ugly the entire way through, and I don't like. I don't feel like Chikorita has a glow up. If if that makes sense. Kind of does. I like. I forget the, what it's called. It's is like it bay leaf. That bay leaf, and then it's like Madganium. Yeah, that I one's think. dumb. Yeah. No, I like the flower. It's I mean really the name. Cool. That's a, it's a dumb name. Yeah. It is a dumb name. What's your favorite non-starter from Gen Two? I love Blossom. Okay. So to get Blossom, you have to get a Gloom, I think, and then give it a Sunstone. Gloom is stage one. Stage one. Okay, yeah. I think that's how you do it. At least for my Pokemon Go knowledge. I believe that is true. I think that's how you do it. Is you you yeah. have a Gloom, you give it a Sunstone, it turns into a Blossom. Mm-hmm. And Blossom is just so cute. And I love its little skirt. Yeah. And its little uh, blooms in its yeah. hair. Now that's a glow up from Oddish to Gloom to Blossom. It's like drooling slime. Yeah. And then it's like, here's a Sunstone. Yeah. Blossom. Well, I think Vileplume is much better looking than Gloom. Well, I love. I also love the uh, the episode with Blossom in the TV show oh, yeah? as well. So, okay, I'm just a freak. My favorite non-starter from Gen Two is Togepi, and I think Togepi is really cute. But I also like its evolutions as well. I was gonna choose Togepi, but I just couldn't leave off my my beautiful Blossom. Blossom. Well, in Pokemon Go, my Blossom is nicknamed Courtney, so, <laughs> for you. But yeah, I like Togetic, and what's the flying one again? Togekiss. Togekiss. I really like those two as well, so this spot with Togepi is really all three of them being shouted out. Yeah, I mean, that's why I picked Squirtle and, and Cyndaquil, because yeah. I love the whole line. So, Gen 3. Who is your favorite starter from Gen 3? Torchic. Yeah, this is this is a reoccurring theme for the next couple gens. Uh, my favorite starter is also Torchic. Yeah, we have a, a a few where where we match, but it's not that hard to do when there's th- only three, three to choose, to choose from. from. I mean, technically, in Gen One, Eevee and Pikachu could be starters as well. Mm. Technically, but well, so, so Torchic. But Torchic. I love Torchic. I love Combuskin. I love Blaziken. Yeah, I love, I love its whole line is also great. Uh, I forget the other Pokemon, honestly, that <laughs> go up against it. Is this what Mudkip is? Yeah, Mudkip. And I'm... and um, some grass Pokemon. I think it's Turtwig. Is it Turtwig? Yeah, yeah I think it's Turtwig, Mudkip, and Torchic. But... Turtwig is super cute. Mudkip is super cute. I don't like going from Mudkip to Swampert. Yeah, I, I'm not a big fan of that evolution line either. Though I do love how great that typing is of the, like, water ground. Yeah. It's super uh, defensive. Yeah, useful. It's very <laughs> useful. Whereas this is our first instance of the fire fighting, I mm-hmm. believe. Which is why I didn't really choose fire after this. Because a lot of them are fire fighting. Yeah. 
Except in Sword and Shield, where it's just fire. Just well, all of them are like just grass. Yeah, just water. water yeah. Why? Hopefully, yeah, hopefully they get away from that. Uh, but yeah, I like I like Torchic. It's very cute. Mm. Who's your favorite non-starter from Gen Three? Okay, Absol is one of my favorite Pokemon. Mm. I love how beautiful Absol is. Uh, it's kind of like tragic that people are scared of it because they think that it it brings destruction but it actually can sense destruction and it's like trying to warn people of it is that a pokedex entry yes okay and it's in a mystery dungeon as well okay red rescue dungeon rescue team is that the one that's on the switch i think no oh no okay well, I think they did a, a a redo of it. I need to play the one we have on Switch. I haven't played it yet. You need to play it. It's really good. Okay. Uh, but I, you know, I I love Absol. It's one of my favorite Pokemon. The Mega Evolution version is beautiful with the little wings. Mm-hmm. I really like Dark type Pokemon. It's one of my big things. I don't know why. I seem like a very cheery person. Love Dark types. So Pokemon does this thing where they kind of change what the Mega Evolution is, they have Mega, then Gigantamax. They changed the mechanic for that type of thing. It's, they're similarly the same things. Uh, essentially. I don't think Absol has a Gigantamax but what's, version yet. What's your favorite one of those mechanics? Because I, I think Mega's better than Gigantamax. Um, I don't know. I think Gigantamax might be better than Mega because it only lasts for a certain amount of turns. Oh, okay. I wasn't really thinking about gameplay. I just meant, like, I like how they have the mega forms. Well, uh, some of them have, like, the the Gigantamax, like, special forms. Yeah, like the V-Max. Like the V-Max. Like uh, like the Lapras. Yeah. Yeah, I get that. My favorite non-starter from Gen 3 is Gardevoir. Uh, I like Routes and Corellia as well, but I think Gardevoir looks the coolest. Yeah. So that's why I picked it. Uh, I think I also have a liking for psychic Pokemon. They might be my favorite type overall. Gardevoir is very cute. Uh, of course, there's all those like because it's a human-looking yeah. one that like people are like, oh yeah. Yeah, Gardevoir. Gardevoir. What's mm. the What's the other one? Uh, Lucario gets it. No, no, sometimes. no. I mean, in that evolution chain, there's another one. That can evolve if you give it a stone or something. Uh, Gallade. Gallade. Well, Curlia can evolve into a Gallade if it's a male and you give it a... I want to say another Sunstone. <laughs> so yeah. But God of War is my favorite non-starter from Gen 3. On to Gen 4. What's your favorite starter from Gen 4? I love Piplup. I love Piplup as well. Penguin is my favorite animal, so I had to go with Piplup here. Piplup. You got Prinplup. And then you got Empoleon, I believe. Mm-hmm. And it makes sense. There are types of penguins. Yes. Yeah. Very cute. I love Piplup. Again, can't remember the other ones right now. I think it's either is this Snivy? One, no, Snivy's next gen. Uh, is this the one with the pig? Trico Tri- and Tepig, yeah, I believe. Yeah, Trico and Tepig. Uh, I think Tepig's kind of cute. I, like, I don't I pig, like Tepig himself. Very cute. What he evolves into, not a fan. Yeah, Another uh, firefighting situation. Don't like it, and I don't like Trico's line either. Yeah, I've played Gen 1, Gen 2, and Gen 3. Mm-hmm. I haven't played Gen 4, so I'm just going off based of looks alone for this one. Piplup's so cute, and I think it becomes a water ice type. I can't. Don't quote me on that, but I think it's a water ice type. Maybe. What's your favorite non-starter for Gen 4? I love Garchomp. Garchomp. This is this might be the weirdest pick I think for you. I just I just don't see the appeal He's of the Garchomp. He's just so cool. He's just He's cool. He's so cool looking. <laughs> He's like a strong Pokemon. You know, like Absol is also strong, but yeah. it's like a glass cannon. Mm. But like Garchomp's just so cool, and I've like I act- actively use Garchomp mm. in this game when I can. Okay, my favorite non-starter is Shinx. And I use Shinx when it appears in the other games I've played. And I like his whole evolution line as well. Luxio and Luxray. Mm-hmm. I, I really like those. It's kind of like a tiger. I like, I'm, I'm oh, not tigers. It's kind of like a lion. And I really like lions as animals. Yeah. So I think Shinx might be in Pokemon Uranium as well. Maybe. I haven't gotten that far yet. I need to redo that episode because the audio was messed up as well. 
So if you guys want to watch Pokemon Uranium Let's Play, I will redo it and post it on the YouTube channel as soon as I can, I swear. <laughs> We're getting the audio fixed for Let's Plays, and we'll be on that grind soon. So Gen 5. Okay. Real quick, what is Gen 4? Is that black and white or X and Y? Oh, hold on. No, no, no. Gen 4 is... um. Isn't it Diamond and Pearl? Diamond and Pearl. Okay. I, didn't, I haven't played it, like I said. I'm trying to think. So, you've got the original. Yeah. You've got... Gold and Silver. Gold and Silver. Sapphire and Ruby. Ruby, Sapphire. Diamond, Pearl. Diamond, Pearl. X, Y. Black and White. Black and White. Uh, no. I think it's Black and White and then X, Y. Mm. Black, White, X, Y. Uh, Sun and Moon. Sun and Moon and Sword then and Sword and Shield. Okay. Yeah, I haven't played... Diamond, Pearl, Black and White, or X and Y, or Sun and Moon. So, I have that huge gap in, in my knowledge of those games. Okay, so Gen 5. Yes. Favorite starter for you? Oshawott. Really? I love Oshawott so much. I mean, it's cute. It's so cute, and I, I can't, I think, I can't remember. It evolves into Dewatt, mm -hmm. and then, like, I can't remember the last, it starts with an S. Okay. It just looks so, like, the final evolution is so cool, and, like, it's got, like, these, essentially, like, swords on its hands. Oh, yeah? Where it could, like, stab you. Mm. But, like, little baby Oshawott with its cute little shell on its tummy, <laughs> and its face is just so, I love otters. Yeah, otters are cute. I picked Snivy. There's something cool about Snivy. It's design, I think. I don't like Snivy's name. I like the like the big snake that it becomes. Yeah. But it just seems so stuck up because its nose is like all the way up in the yeah, air. Yeah, I don't know that that might be the part I'm attracted to. I'm like, man, that's it. Just looks cool. I think. I don't think so. It looks stuck up. Yeah. And I don't know. I just love Oshawa. I don't remember what the fire type is. For this one. Yeah. Oh, oh, I don't, I don't. Is this the monkey one? Chimchar? Yeah. It might be Chimchar. Chimchar. Chimchar's fine, but again, firefighting. Yeah. I remember when uh, Sword and Shield came out and they were like, they better not. And they, do and they didn't do a second type fight. at all. They didn't do second types at all for these. <laughs> do you foresee them ever giving you starters that aren't grass, water, or fire? I think they could. Mm. But it's just. I, I feel like. It's become tradition at this point. Oh, yeah. Like, because technically, if you get Pokemon Yellow, you can get Pikachu. Yeah. So, and then, like, your rival gets Eevee. Yeah. Which is why in Let's Go, you can either get Pikachu or Eevee. It would be cool if they gave you, if there was a Pokemon game where they gave you, like, a type null kind of starter. It's like, here's your Pokemon. What type do you want it to be? I suppose. I don't know. I feel like they could easily be like, well, this time we're going to do, like, electric... Fighting, I feel, is one that... Fighting, so something Psychic. else. But, like, the thing about water, fire, grass... This is the rock, paper, scissors. It's thing. the rock, yeah. paper, scissors. So... I feel that. Maybe they just need to give them um, a second typing from the get-go, perhaps. That could be cool. Maybe. I don't know. How, I don't know how you're supposed to switch it up. So, what's your favorite non-starter from Gen 5? I like Zoroark. Another dark type. Yeah, well, my favorite non-starter is Zora. Yeah. What it uh, evolves, evolves from. from. And I don't like Zoroark that much because I don't like how it looks like a werewolf. Zo I love that it looks like a werewolf. It, because that just makes me think that it's a person. You know? It, it, and Gardevoir doesn't? No, I don't Gardevoir know. Gardevoir looks exactly well, like I think a human it's, I think being. it's because in other, in like mythology, you know, humans turn into werewolves. And I don't know. So? Ah. Anywho, I love the way it looks. It's a dark type. I love it. I do love Zora as well, but I thought Zoroark would be better because it's like, yeah, you know, it's stronger. No, it looks cool still. I really like it. Uh, maybe this might be one they need a stage two for. Because it doesn't have one. It, it could get a stage two, but you can't give everything a stage two. I suppose. They still need a stage one for Dunsparce. Do they? He's just lame. Just take the one from Urania. Yeah. You have to get him all the way up to level 100 and then he's actually good. Yeah. So next we've got Gen 6. What's your favorite starter for Gen 6? I love Froakie. Froakie? Froakie. I like Froakie a lot. Greninja is really cool. Yep. And they gave him a lot of love in Detective Pikachu. 
I don't know if love's the right word. A lot of screen time. He does get screen time. Greninja, and you get him. He's one of the cards you get in the De- Detective Pikachu like card pack. Yeah, he throws. You see him throw the water shuriken. Yeah, and he looks cool in the in the movie. So they gave Greninja a lot of love. Uh, Froki was in one of my decks. He was one of my. Yeah, you had that whole line. Yeah, I had the whole back line. in the day before we had to get rid of those Scrap for the. It. Uh, what's it called? The rotation or whatever. Yeah, the rotation. Yeah. So my favorite is Finnekin. Finnekin's really cool. Yeah, Finnekin's really cool the as well. The fire psychic. Yeah. Uh, I just don't like, like, towards, it's got like a little stick. Yeah. Or something. Well, it, it it's on all fours, Finnekin is. And then it stands up and it has a stick. And then it puts the stick in his tail. And I don't, I don't like that. I think the typings from this one are cool, because Froakie's what, Water Dark? Yeah. And Finnekin's Fire Psychic. Yeah. And what's the grass one? Don't ask me. <laughs> oh, no. But yeah. So, I think the typings are cool on these. I really don't pick grass types a lot, do I? No. I feel like they, they might be the weakest ones to start with. Well, it's just like... I don't know. It's because you, you can easily get a grass type. What's your favorite non-starter from Gen 6? I really like Noivern. Really? What makes you like Noivern but not Zubat? Well, because Noivern's the big one that's like, it looks like a gargoyle. Yeah, yeah. But it's still a bat. It's it's a, it's kind of a bat. I love the little tiny one too. I don't remember its name. Yeah. But it's, I think it's like, is it a dragon? I don't think it's a dragon type. But it's really cool. He does look really cool, yeah. Your favorite non-starter. My favorite non-starter is Sylveon. I feel like I put this here because I haven't put a EV evolution on the list yet, and also I didn't really like any of the other non-starters from the Gen 6 that much. And I think Sylveon gets some hate. I mean, it has some, like, ribbons, and it looks, you know, kind of the goofiest, I suppose, out of all the EV evolutions. But I think it's still pretty cool. I mean, it's an EV evolution, so... I was kind of disappointed in Sylveon, honestly. I mean, it's a fairy type. What do you want from it? Eh. Anyway, Noivern is a dragon flying. That's cool. So he's he's very cool. Yeah, so that's for Gen 6. Yes. So now into Gen 7, Sun and Moon. Yep, we got Sun and Moon here. Uh, I I liked the Ultra Sun, Ultra Moon. Because the story was a the bit... The story was a little bit better. It didn't hold your hand as much and stop you every, like, five minutes walking around. But they fixed that sort of in Gen 8. But What's your favorite starter from Gen 7? I love Rowlet. Rowlet? Rowlet's my favorite as well. It might be because we have the stuffed animal. Maybe, but I also like Decidueye. Decidueye is really cool. You had uh, Celio was the water type. And then I thought about picking Litten. But I chose Rowlet because I really love owls. And then like the evolution is so cool into like Decidueye. And he just becomes more emo. And then he becomes like a ghost grass type. And that's so good because you can, like, you don't get hit by as much stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, you can't really get hit by normal or fighting moves. So that's really fun. Yeah, and I remember him in your Pokemon deck. He was a pain to deal with because his ability lets you hit everyone on my uh, bench. Mm-hmm. It was like, so. I want to say it was like, it was, it was some arrow move. I don't remember. Like scatter shot or something along those lines. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what's your favorite non-starter from Gen Seven? I like Como O. Okay. Which is like the the metal dragon guy. Yeah, he's really cool. A very like I like the design. Mm-hmm. I like the whole line. You know, I used him for a time on my team. It's just really interesting Pokemon, and I really wanted a shiny version, but I could never find one. Okay, my favorite non-starter, I picked Fomantis. Again, I haven't played Sun and Moon, so I don't have a connection to any of the Pokemon He's from very cute. playing the game. But yeah, that's why I picked Fomantis. I just thought it was the cutest from this gen as well. Now into Gen 8, the newest one, Sun and Moon. No, not Sun and Moon. Sword and Shield. Sword and Shield. I picked Scorbunny. Yeah? Because I thought it looked the cutest. I mean, Grookey's really cute. I like the, I picked Grookey because I like the drum aspect. Sobble was like, it. there was nothing about it that I wanted to pick. Yeah, it's a freak. It's, I, it's just like, 
it's it's a cry baby like it like that was its thing is like it's scared mm. and it cries yeah and i didn't like the evolution line mm. at all yeah into intellion it it just looked bad to me yeah i didn't like it at all either um but i really like score bunny and cinderace so i mean i have them on my in my uh my pokemon deck mm-hmm. or i did i think i took them out recently because they went out of rotation i think no they wouldn't have oh well i didn't have i don't have like a like a a, a fancy cinderace yeah you just have like the one you got in the starter deck yeah so I he's out of my deck now, but I really like Score Bunny. Very cute. I wish it was more than just Fire type. Yeah. What What would be if if everything about Score Bunny was kept the same? What would be its secondary typing that you could see it being? I honestly have no idea. I think Fighting. It might be Fighting. I don't know what like Grookey's other type would be. Ground. But it doesn't do any ground stuff. It's just playing drums. Ground. Oh, fighting! Could be well, fighting. I mean, Score Bunny is a a a, a rabbit. If yeah. anyone has ground, it could be Score Bunny. I don't know. Because it's a monkey. Grookey could be it's a rabbit. Poison, maybe. I feel like that's an obvious one. It goes that with grass. I don't know. What's your favorite non-starter from Gen Eight? I love Hatterene. Yeah. It's so like I love the like the starter. Well, the 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 basic one. Mm-hmm. I can't remember his name right now. But I love the whole line, and Hatterene just looks so beautiful. Like, I'm not that big into, like, fairy types, mm-hmm. but she's, like, fairy psychic, yeah, I think. I believe so. Not a super great combo, but I, j- I keep her on my team, and I love her. Like, she's not as high up as level as the other ones, but she's just so beautiful. Yeah. I picked Yampa. It's a little corgi. It's electric type. Yeah. I don't have it on my team, but it's unresistibly adorable. It's very cute. So I think I would have maybe thrown Monfu in here, though it's a legendary and it's from a DLC pack. So I, I didn't really know what to do with it. But I just want to give a shout out to Kubfu? M- yeah, Kubfu. You not, said Monfu. Not Monfu. Kubfu. I would have thrown Kubfu in here. Mine, mine, foo, I think is a Pokemon, so you gotta be careful. Yeah, I, I think it is as well. But Kubfu's also very cool. You can train him into fighting a water, a darker water, darker water. But I didn't know where to put him. So that's our list of starters and non-starters. Now into legendaries. Who did you pick as your favorite legendary from all the Pokemon games? Okay, I picked two, and you're gonna have to allow me to pick two because I love Lugia. Mm-hmm. Lugia is one of my favorite it's beautiful it's gorgeous it's powerful you know so much better than ho-oh but i only have heart gold which is a shame and we really cannot find soul silver can't find soul silver for anything reasonable to buy for i mean we saw it for 80 bucks and like i've seen it for no, 60 elsewhere no we haven't seen it for 80 since i've been looking i was gonna buy it for courtney for christmas but i saw it on amazon for like 180 or something it was like almost 200 dollars and then I went to a used game store in town, and I was like, "Do we have Soul Silver?" And, and they're, they're like, "No." It would be an eighty dollars game, and I'd be like, "I would have brought it from you without thanking for eighty dollars." Yeah. But I can't find it anywhere for a reasonable price. But you say Lugia. Lugia or Evil Tall? Evil Tall is from X and Y. Yes. I and think the... Evil Tall's the better one of those two. Even ta- Evil so Tall cool. looks awesome, and he's a Dark type, which I love. Mm. And I had him in my deck for. Yeah so long mm-hmm. uh when we were playing against my friends and my friends hated oblivion wing yeah uh because i would say it just like oh, oblivion wing and they would die. die but there's a new evil tall in the new set of pokemon cards coming out soon that you should get into i need to buy it i need it i picked i think the most basic answer probably i picked mewtwo because mewtwo is so cool maybe it's just ingrained into me from the original pokemon movies it's, prob- and all of that. it's probably from the pokemon and movie. detective pikachu but mewtwo is so cool he's fine i mean and i think he could take any of the legends. i had a really hard time because you know i love i love suicune i love Kabalion, i love 
I don't like any of the lake spirits. They're dumb. No, I don't like any of the clouds. Yeah, like the like the thunder roast and those. Rose I don't like those. I don't like any of the Reggies. Yeah, I, I think um, the I think the ones that are like a like a couple in a theme are not as well thought out. Like the birds or the dogs and all no, that. I, love, I saw some of those, but I love Darkrai. Like it was so hard for me to not pick Darkrai because I really wanted to put Darkrai on here as well. But you wouldn't let me choose all of them. I want you to pick. I want you just to pick one, but. I know, and I couldn't. We had to record this show at some point. I couldn't pick between Lugia or Evil Toll, and I really wanted Darkrai as well. But you, I couldn't. I couldn't choose Darkrai. I'll tell you what: from the legendaries introduced in Sword and Shield, th- those do not make the list. I don't no, like, they're not. They're I don't not as like the Sword Guy, the Shield Guy. I don't like Eternatus. I don't like the legendary that they introduced in the second DLC. Only Kubfu. And it's pretty much just a panda bear that fights. Well, so. I like the, the horse. Like the horse. All by itself? Yeah. Okay, I could see that. But I don't know, man. Let's. This brings me to a question. Uh-huh. Which of these games do you think has the worst character design for new Pokemon? Because I think Gen 8, they're the worst designed for new Pokemon. They just look, there's nothing like super awesome about them. I didn't find any that I really dug. I don't know. Because, you know, every time, everyone has its, like, good ones and Mm -hmm. bad ones. You know, there were plenty that I thought were fairly interesting in Gen 8. You know, you got Nickit. That one's cool. I like Phalanx as well. Yeah. Um, the, the coal pile yeah interesting i mean yeah it has some good ones and maybe it's just because it's the newest one i just feel like none of these well i mean you know you've got uh like clef key you know you got uh i think it's like chingling or something i don't remember it's just like a like a, a bell how about vanillite the trubbish yeah vanillite uh like some of these are just trash yeah you know but Nothing's going to be better than the original 150. You're going to see all these other ones and you're going to be like, well, that's dumb. Somebody's going to go, well, that looks dumb. Let's, 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 let's see here. Let's get to the notes. I feel like the first three or four games are all like, fine. Those are all the same level. It's, you know, they, they're just kind of running out of ideas into what, to make things and with Rotom there and he has so many different forms and you're like well he this form that we've added in this game is the <laughs> smartphone form you know and it's like that's dumb and I feel like since you're technically you have a Rotom as your decks yeah that technically you own him and he should automatically be in your decks but he's not and you have to go catch an actual Rotom yeah, it's weird. Maybe they... I'm, I don't know. Like, Pokemon Uranium has a lot of cool ideas. And I feel like a lot of fan-made games have a lot of cool ideas. So sure. maybe Nintendo should be like, we own everything that the fans have made in Pokemon, and we're just going to take from it willingly. No, I don't think they can do that. Cause it's, I, they can't. It's their IP. No, well, you, no, they can't. Because it's like, oh, I made this fan character. Especially with Pokemon Uranium, sure they use the Pokemon name. They could easily take those and make their own game similar to Pokemon, like Bug Snacks or whatever, what whatever you want to call. Yeah, perhaps. But they can't use those designs that other people have made of their own OCs. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like Nintendo. What what Nintendo needs to do is they go, hey, I really like your design. Can I? Can we use that? Yeah, or we'll hire you. Can we hire you? Can we use that design? We will pay you a certain amount. Yeah. No, that's definitely the better it. way to do it. That's the way they should do it. They're de- they can't. They act. I don't think they legally. I bet Nintendo has enough money if they if they hand a letter to the guy who said made Pokemon Uranium is like we're we own this game now. He, they could have easily done that instead of being like shut it down. Yeah. But they could have been like, hey, we'll, we'll, we will buy, like, we'll hire you. You take this game down. We'll hire you. You put all these interesting new Pokemon that you designed into our game. Mm-hmm. And you can help us come up with a cool story. Yeah. But they're, th- like, Nintendo is so protective of their IPs. And it's, like, I, it's understandable. Yeah. But if you work with 
the fans. Like, there's people, like, there was a whole time on YouTube where you could not upload any Nintendo yeah. content. Sometimes it's ridiculously strict, like, that time they, like, you can't upload videos on YouTube, or the Smash tournament they just got rid of because they're using a mod for online better connectivity. Yeah. I can understand why they wouldn't want Pokemon Uranium out, because if you play that, you might not buy the newest Pokemon game, because, like, I got my fix for this year. I kind of get that more, but Nintendo's really, like, really strict, and... I, but I, there's there's like plenty of people that make fan made games, of like games that exist. Like Five Nights at Freddy's has tons of those. Yeah. But the creator of Five Nights at Freddy's, Scott Coffin, he actually like wants to help these people and like continue the, those people's yeah. lore of their games, which is really interesting. And I feel like more game companies should do things like that. Yeah, I, I think. I hope Nintendo uh, puts more thought... Or Game Freak, I guess. They're the ones who make these games. I, I hope Game Freak uh, gives us some more designs. I would like to see a game with uh, an original cast. Well, I don't know about, like, all new designs, but they like to lean heavily on the, like, oh, well, this is the Alola form. Oh, this is the Galarian form. Yeah. Maybe less of that. You didn't do that for most of the other ones. Yeah. You know? It it was largely new Pokemon. And I honestly kind of hate Sword and Shield's, like, wild area. Because all of that is mostly old Pokemon you've already seen. And if it's not that, then you've got, like, a tons of Swalots or whatever. Yeah. And it's... I, I honestly kind of hated it a little bit. <laughs> I, I kind of did. Yeah. Well, I, I'm still playing Tim Tim, so I'll see how they incorporate those MMO elements, because I feel like that was what Sword and Shield was trying to do. Have, like, these raid battles, and you see people in the world, and things like that. Yeah, I do. I don't know. It was just too much. There's, like, t and, and if you go offline and go around in the wild area, you can still get Pokemon and stuff, but it's not as fun Yeah. if you don't see the other people there. And it's, you know, I like the, the cooking thing. Yeah. But I like that a lot. But a lot of the games have that, like, with the poffins or that sort of thing. You know, it they ch keep trying to reach for other things that, that don't really work as well. Like, in Gen 7, they held your hand a lot. Mm. I guess because people were like, oh, well, they'll get confused. They didn't. And you held their hand too much. And this... Gen 8 has, like, the feel of an open world, in a way, but it's still very structured. Like, you have to go here, and then you go here, yeah. and then you go here. Do do you think Gen 8 is the best they can do if we talk about, like, next generation-wise? Because this is the first gen that's on a home console, that's made for a home console, even though the Switch is a portable console, but you can you know, play on your couch on the TV, right? Yeah. Do you think this is the best they can do? Or do you think there is, Gen 9 could be a leap forward for what a home console Pokemon game I could be? I think they could do something so much better than this. And I, I just, I really hate the, like, it just felt like it wanted you to complete the Pokemon, the, the like, the Pokedex. Yeah. And that's not what I'm about in these games. Mm. Like, usually it'll be like, oh, here's the, like, here's a person. He says that if you complete the Pokedex, then you can give him the thing, and it's done. But this one, it's like, it's like all the DLC and everything with that is just complete the Pokedex, you know? Yeah. And I don't want that. So my, I don't know what else would be, like, the home, like, you know, next-gen home console version of Pokemon that the Switch could do. In my mind, it would be going all-in on this open-world aspect. They they could do the open-world so much better where it's like, maybe not have every single person in the world there. Yeah, I, I think it should be completely single-player. It needs to be single-player. With, player. like, lobbies you can join in the menus for raids and stuff. Yeah, if you want to do that, yeah. you can do that. But... It would just be, they need to focus on what they did with Legend of Zelda. Mm -hmm. 
and like the Breath of the Wild series and see how open world that is. Yeah. And work with that to bring Pokemon. Yeah, my my idea is like Legend of Zelda or Skyrim or something where it's completely open and exploring the world and finding like quests or things to do is is the drive, right? Yes. Maybe maybe a quest log and a bunch of more interesting characters with side quests and stuff. Go with that. Yeah, they could they could do that. They've never really done that in a Pokemon game. Yeah. And I feel like they could easily incorporate quests, that sort of thing. It could be a ton of fun. Instead of just like go to the next gym, go to the <laughs> next gym, complete the Pokedex, complete the yeah. Pokedex. Yeah, I think I think that's what they should work on. But I think they have most I don't think the graphics need to be better. They look fine in Sword and Shield. So I think that's where they should go. Now on into our closing thoughts and Keto's Corner. What does Keto want us to know today? Keto would like to remind everyone to spay and neuter your pets, to adopt from a pet shelter when possible, and to have more wet food and more toys. Yeah. And more boxes. More boxes. More boxes. Yeah, she got a pretty deep box recently. I got printed copies of my master's thesis just came in and she's enjoying the box they came in yes yes now our interesting fact for the day i think is a hilarious fact yeah so in the pokemon tv show mm -hmm. misty psyduck we all know psyduck he, yeah. al he always goes Psy yeah lovable character he's great in detective pikachu yes uh, so she had been trying to teach him water gun mm -hmm. and he finally used it correctly 942 episodes into the series. Yeah, assuming they're like 20-minute episodes, that's like 18,000 minutes it took this Psyduck. That's... I, I just... Is that... Like, I don't re remember when she gets the Psyduck. Uh -huh. That's gotta be over, like, across a f bunch of seasons. Yeah, I, I believe that's 300 hours of TV it takes to get this Psyduck to use water gun, which is all, which is just hilarious. But I love Psyduck. I think he's cute. He's cute. And it, you're telling me that you're going to get a headache that could kill us all right now. Or whatever the line is from Detective Pikachu. Psyduck. So, yeah, and it's like, Psyduck. It's, it's hilarious. So I'm enjoying, I'm going to enjoy watching that movie again when we watch our video game movie episode. Yeah. Which I'm kind of looking forward to. I think these are going to be perfect movies to make fun of. Some are going to be great, and then some are going to be awful. We get to watch Warcraft. Some will be mediocre, yeah. like Prince Warcraft. of Persia. And uh, I'm excited for Tomb Raider. I haven't seen it in a while mm -hmm. with Angelina Jolie. Are we going to watch both? I think we should watch both because they're two completely different movies. Okay. At least in my head. I, I tried to watch the remake, and I, I did not like I it. I watched the remake. Yeah. It was boring. Yeah, yeah, I can't make it through all of it. But we'll see about that. That's going to be an episode that has to come out later, because we have to watch all those films. Yes. On the docket, we have season one of Sailor Moon and DBZ. Yep. We, we finished those a while ago. We just need to do the episode about that. I'm still working on that movie, by the way. I've almost written an entire outline. I've written almost... 20 pages of outline for well, this movie. Well, you see, the second season of Sailor Moon is kind of a throwaway season. Yeah. Uh, like, they, I think they cut it out completely of Sailor Moon Crystal. Uh -huh. So, I think you'll need to keep your, your movie idea in yeah. mind for eventually when we watch Sailor Moon Crystal. Well, here's, here's my idea. And I'm not going to spoil the show. I think if you were going to do a Sailor Moon live-action movie, uh -huh. you would do... It has to be a two-parter. Yeah. And the first part would be up until episode 35 of the original anime. Sure. Which is when they get the silver crystal and all that happens. Yep. And then part two would be the rest of season one. And the thing that happens at the end of season one would be the end of Sailor Moon live-action movies. That would be what you get. That's your conclusion. Unless it, like, did super well, right? And then the studio would be like, you make more of those. And, and then you're like, okay, well, we can't because the TV show. Yeah, and, but but my idea would be, like, that's it's it's a fine conclusion. If that's the end of your Sailor Moon story, the, how season one ends, that's fine. I suppose. And then I'd be like, if you want to know what else happens, watch the anime. That would be my idea. But I loved, I loved what, like, 
sitting here with you watching it and yeah. seeing you enjoy it and you're like oh there's artemis and you're like you loved artemis yeah artemis's voice is is cool yeah. uh i don't know maybe funny a little bit he's yeah. a little cat but his voice sounds kind of deeper and more mature than i'd expect mm-hmm. so we have to get back into that in dragon ball z but but you are artemis so. i'm artemis yeah like the oh well i was gonna tell you and then i just i didn't and then it became awkward and then oh oh yeah when they scope yeah. him on the computer yeah yeah that's that's pretty funny so we have that we have our pixar movie ranked and reviewed like we did with disney but we have to watch all of those before we even do that yep we have Lion Witch in the Wardrobe book versus movie episode. Book versus movie versus, versus crappy BBC TV show. Weird BBC thing. And some Harry Potter book versus movies as well. Yes. I don't know what to call it. Like like what the title would be. It's like Nerds at Odds episode 45 and then some subtitle for these book versus movies episodes. I don't like, know we, what. We could just do like The Sorcerer's Stone. Yeah. Maybe. But... Or the Philosopher's Stone. Oh. oh. Get my tea out. <laughs> That's what we have on the docket. I don't know what next episode is going to be. Do you, what do you, which one of those do you want to do? Do you want to leave it? I think we should do the Dragon Ball versus. And Sailor Moon. Yeah. Before we forget what happened. Yes. Okay, guys. Episode 23. Next Friday, for those of you on free feeds, is going to be Dragon Ball Z versus Sailor Moon. Season one of both of those shows. You can watch Sailor Moon on Hulu. You can watch Dragon Ball Z on Funimation. If you want to be ready for that episode. And then we can watch the second seasons of both of them for each other. And it, I, I want to watch more of both, essentially, is what I'm <laughs> saying. Thank you all for listening, and we'll see you guys next week. Bye! Nerds at Odds is made possible by our supporters over on Patreon.com slash Nerds at Odds. If you want to become a member of our community and gain access to the show four days early, gain the ability to submit your questions, comments, and concerns, and so much more, consider supporting us over there. Thank you, and have a great day.